Founded in 1999 by Jason Burks, Retrospect Films is Oklahoma's largest turnkey production company of its kind. With over two decades of experience, a full-time team of over 20 talented individuals, a 12,000 square foot studio to create in, and thousands of successfully completed projects in both entertainment and advertising. You're in the right place if you like hearing some good old filmmaking stories. On this podcast, we will discuss the pursuit of creating things and the problems we solve by digging up projects from across the last 20 years and giving you a glimpse behind the scenes where the magic happens. You're listening to Retrospect Films from the Archives. Hello, welcome, and thanks for joining us on Retrospect from the Archives. This is our in-house podcast where we talk about creating things and the problems we solve in that process. I started this podcast a year ago, and it's been really exciting just kind of reflecting upon lots of really fun old things that we did and here recently some some newer projects as well. Um, But many times we're moving so fast and we're cooking through projects and they go out to the world and we're working on the next one and we never get a chance to just breathe and say how much we enjoy the stuff we do. So that's what we're doing today. So with me, I have Brandoni Forbay. Hello, hello. All the way from... Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. That's a long ways. It is. (laughs) And then we have Adam Vigil. Yep. Vigel. That's exactly how you pronounce it. V. Hill. Vigilante. The Vigilantes. How do you like it? The Vigilante. It's V-Hill. We've talked about this. You're still (laughs) saying it like that? Go to Colorado. That's the, they'll, they'll kill you if you don't say, don't say that right. Uh, I come from all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So That's a long ways. But you, don't, you still live in BA, right? No, I moved. When? <laughs> a couple <laughs> months ago. We had this conversation with Tackett. Yeah. You moved. I did, yeah. Is that because me and Taylor are over there now? Yeah. No, it was I'm, a little I'm, weird. No, no, I'm just kidding. Unbelievable. It was already in the works. Go ahead and cut. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> All right, so we are going to talk about a project for a company called Rolo, which is, I, you know, Forbes, do you know the story of how they even found us? I vaguely heard it. I'm pretty sure I, Nathan was the one that made initial contact, and I believe it was through uh, the, it was, it was through Production Hub, and yeah. it was our profile, but our, our reel that was posted Eight years ago, ago, like not anything recent. Kevin told me that he watched the It's Just Brunch trailer Whoa. Okay, on our website. That makes sense because it's the comedy aspect and, and all thought, this stuff. That's funny. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's nice to know that that, that speculative uh, project that I funded $40,000, $50,000 into 10 years ago, finally. It's coming back. Had some value. It's starting to That's pay hilarious. off. So thank you, Kevin, for enjoying that. <laughs> no, so Rolo is a unique company that does, they have printers. That's their first thing. They're really cool printers, simple little printers that make shipping labels easier, which I will say is uh, anything that has to do with the printer makes me really upset. So uh, when I first watched his product and how it worked, I was like, hey, I'd be a customer. Nope, no problem. You got me. Yeah. Um, but now they've been venturing into delivery. So now they're trying to get the full the full system solution down because FedEx and UPS and all those other guys aren't. Amazon. And they're just not always dependable. So uh, I respect their, their uh, pursuit of excellence. And our little place in that process has been helping them with some of the marketing and specifically 
some videos and, and films and stuff that is in digital. So the first project, why don't we start and talk about that? Um, Forbes, why don't you kind of take it over? Cause I feel like I was sort of brought in late on that one. Yeah, it was a, it was a script. This was the initial contact. And he basically sent an email to Nathan and was like, here's a script. We want to make it. Can you help us? How much, when can you do it? And it, it was called purple couch. And it basically is this concept where you have your lead talent is taking packages from their car and they're at a UPS station and it's just to kind of showcase like getting all your boxes out. Like it's a pain in the butt you're trying to open door, close everything. And you've got these packages, they trip and fall. The packages go everywhere. And it's just like, Oh, this is so frustrating. And while they're in this moment, a scene builds around them of basically their living room. And it's all these Rolo employees that are pulling up in a van and putting this stuff together and showcasing like, no, like it's, you can do all of this from your home. You, you print the label, somebody comes and picks it up. You don't have to go anywhere. And so, you know, a lot of times we get creative that's it's, it's good creative and you know, it's, it's fun to shoot, but it's not necessarily like comical or goofy. And mm -hmm. this was one that was like, okay, this will be fun. Like we haven't done anything like this in a while. And so um, we got on a phone call with them, chatted through everything and just kind of started working on it. And from that point it was like, okay, what, like we, they want a wall. So we have to build a wall, have to put it on wheels. Are we going to film at a UPS? Are we going to film in a studio outside, inside casting? And so that's just kind of where it took off from there. Damn it. What on earth are you guys? Okay. This looks just like my living room. <laughs> I have that same beer mug. Is that my phone? How did you... Oh. Oh. Here for your poster pick up. Have a good day. Yeah. Uh, this is actually my stuff, right? This is my furniture, even the door. Did you guys break into my house? Adam, when, at what point, let's see, in this project, you probably just kind of helped on crew a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. On that specific shoot, the first one we did, um, with the rolling sets, the purple couch is what we call the concept. But yeah, I was on set for that, helping to shoot AC a little bit and then yep. miscellaneous um, on set stuff. And that was the actually the one of the first shoots that we used the V Raptor on. Yeah, that was the test project. Oh, yeah. 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 So it was like if we're gonna use this this eight K camera on another huge project, I'd like to at least use it and make sure it functions. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, you know, so I guess getting towards the shoot, I will say on the pre-pro side of that one, I was completely checked out, um, but you guys did a great job. I remember Hightower kept talking about building a wall, and he was so excited, and I just, I don't remember if I was traveling a lot. Something was going on in which I was disconnected. Maybe I was on another shoot, but I was like, hey, you just... You guys just do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I trust you. But then I remember coming back and there being a gigantic, massive wall with a door in it. Um, that was part of the creative. Yeah, yeah that was so, it. It looked good. Yeah, it did look good. Um, but I remember on the, the day of, it was this, like, we had built the wall. 
Hightower and Garber built it and it was on wheels and it was great, but we had yet to like take it out of the studio. Yeah. And like our studio has two bay doors. One of them is like a lift height for like yep. a, a big rig and the other one is just a ramp. And so it was like eight people on it, like pushing it down making sure that it went out. And then from that point, we were just basically fighting the, the sun all day. That will be a historic shoot <laughs> for me and yeah. fighting the sun. Because um, it had to be outside. Had to be outside. Our building is brick, and so we were able in post to add a logo for UPS because yeah. UPS was going to charge us $1,200 an hour to film outside one of their locations. Right. And it could only be on the weekend, and so we're like, let's do it outside of our studio. Yeah. We're here. We have AC inside because it was... Like middle of the summer July yeah. hottest part yeah. of the year yeah yeah it's and I would say it's rare it's funny when people talk about the sun and the clouds there's all these like generic like things that people think are always true like oh it's clouds you love the clouds or oh the clouds are out you hate the clouds and I'm like no like clouds are good when you want clouds and the sun is good when you want the sun now what is real is that the sun moves Everybody knows this. This is the struggle of my entire career. The sun starts in one part of the sky. It comes up, travels all the way across, and it ends in the other part of the sky. You you guys knew this, right? It brings back some memories. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some various little little thoughts. Um, This one was interesting because we had the clouds ironically out, I believe, on day one. Yes. And they just stayed out, which was very good because we were shooting – this singular spot that took all day to shoot. And when you're cutting around a 30 second spot, especially when the actions are linear, your brain does not want the sun to rise and cast shadows in totally different directions throughout the spot. The clouds help diffuse that and hide that. So it was like rock on. We got lucky. Had perfect, to shoot outside. Perfect conditions for that. Yeah. Clouds were out. Bam. I want to put a little light here or there. I can keep it consistent. Good. We get to day two. And I should say this. It was originally, it was a one day shoot with one talent yeah. and they didn't know if they wanted male or female. So when we sent them the selects, they fell in love with a, a, a guy and a girl. Yeah. And so they're like, well, can we just, instead of doing one, can we do both of them? Right. And I was like, that's fine, but it needs to be, we can't do it all in one day. Right. Like, and so we did Chris on day one, yeah. which was perfect. No, yeah. no issues. Sun was great. Clouds are great. Yeah. And then we did Kia on day two and that's. That was when, a Friday, and it was not. It was bad, bad news. It started with the rain that night. That's too. right. It rained the night before, the and night so before. the concrete was wet. I was out there pointing two Ks. Yeah, burning up. I burning think we have concrete. some behind-the-scenes footage of us with all of these lights just shining on the area. Stupid puddle. Watching this puddle kind of move outward. and Okay, now we have to reposition the lights and the heaters and the fans. And oh, try yeah. Just, oh, it was awful. So the sun comes up, sun is in the clouds, and then it's in the clouds till I think it was like 11, and then it just came out 100%. Completely, I mean, and I've been I've been dabbling with the sun for 20 years now as a DP, and I'm like, this is the worst scenario that I've ever dealt with ever because half the spot's been shot in perfect clouds, was not prepared to diffuse an entire set that was 35 foot wide and 20 foot deep with multiple actors, you know, what we have six, seven, eight actors. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm sitting there like on the phone, like calling all my G and E friends. And I'm like, anybody have like a 30 by 30 silk? <laughs> like, I know that we don't even hardly have those in Oklahoma, but who has a 30 by 30 silk? Well, I don't find one. So we just do this makeshift, like, oh my gosh, it was hideous. It worked. 
was hideous. It was like <laughs> barely a millimeter out into yeah. the frame. If, if it was any more this way, it would show. Yeah. And if it was any more the other way, it would show. And oh, part man. of us using that camera was it was 8K VistaVision, so it was full frame. Yeah. And then we were shooting on an 18 mil. So, I mean, your frame Extremely was just massive. Because the set was big. But it was what we needed. It, yeah. But I just remember, like, we're like, this is, it's too wide now because yeah. we can't put stands in frame. And so we did it and we shot it. It was great. And it turned out really good. I mean, it's a really funny spot. It's like clever. I love the cutting style. I love, you know, just like the fast nature of it. We had two versions, which was awesome. Um, Adam, I don't remember. Did you color grade that one? I did some of the um, like spec colors to kind of match the couches to the um, the brand, the, the branding and all that stuff, but then handed it off to somebody else. Some yeah. Point. I mean, we did good enough to where they asked us to do more stuff. Yeah. yeah. So... So next, we did a handful of social projects. I know nothing about this plunger thing except for I saw the van and almost had a heart attack because it had what looked like hell damage all over the side of it. Then I found yeah. out that that was just plungers. So it was intentional damage. Was intentional. Well, well, what was the story on this plunger project? So for the the creative for the, the purple couch was when this guy or girl gets frustrated, drops the packages, this branded Rolo van like peels around the corner, pulls up, all these people come out and start unloading their living room. So for that to happen, we needed a Rolo van. And so they, they were looking for an electric van cause they're in Vegas and they're trying to be um, as eco-friendly as possible, which is awesome. And so right now it's really hard to find new vehicles at all, but especially electric. And so they found one in Dallas. We happened to be in Dallas filming. So we brought it up. They got it wrapped. So it's this huge Ford e-transit van that's wrapped in a purple thing and says Rolo on the side. And so now that's at our studio, cause we filmed here in Tulsa and we're like, they're like, eventually we'll get it out to Vegas, but we may have you do some social stuff. Now we're like, okay, let's do some things with a, a TikToker. And I think it, it was a slack and it just said, uh, the title was like plunger TikTok. And Adam, what's the, what's the guy's name? So there's this TikToker. His name is Chris Ivan, and he is known for going up to brands like Walmart or or anything that has a big front sign, building wise, Wells Fargo, like anything, and throwing plungers on their sign and seeing if he can get these plungers to stick, like a that, battle axe, exactly, yes. like a tomahawk throw, like end over end stick. And that's his thing. His TikTok is full of going to the big Apple stores in, in I think, Times Square and all that stuff. And which is kind of interesting because the brand gets advertising. If he can, like, work a deal with them, it's kind of an interesting thing. But he's just made his career doing that. So Rolo <laughs> found him. And they're like, this is the guy we need. So they brought him to Tulsa. And uh, we started the adventure of trying to do this. I think what he said at the time was his most ambitious thing was a moving vehicle downtown in traffic and he's throwing it at this big, the side of this big purple uh, wrapped Rolo van. And Brandon and I went to shoot it. Our friend Cole was driving it <laughs> in downtown Tulsa you traffic. You all know Cole. Yeah. Um, oh, man. And it was just this really uh, silly but ambitious viral marketing thing that um, we put together. We shot it all um, in a morning. I think uh, at the time he said it was, or I saw him make a video later on, like the top 10 most difficult things. That yeah. was number yeah, one sent that for me. him. Yep. And so it was really kind of interesting because Cole's driving around, 
in order to shoot downtown, we have to have um, police escorts just for safety. Yeah, we have There's permits, police. Everything all... had to be by the book, which <laughs> yes. was, you know, Brandon can probably talk about just the producing logistics of that. What all did you have to do to put that together? Yeah, it was, and it was the most, like a lot of times when we hire off to the officers, it's for complete street shutdowns or like, you know, we've done a thing for hard rock where we lit a street on fire as like trucks, tires were supposed to be peeling out. So you have fire department and everything. But this was the weirdest one. I had to be like, yeah, we have a van driving and we're going to be throwing plungers at it. I'm sorry. Can we just, can you come like this? I know this is weird. And so we hired officers, the Tulsa PD are awesome and they loved it. They thought it was hilarious and we're enjoying every minute of it, but they're helping us control traffic and stopping and telling us to go. And, uh, and so they were, they were great and it made it totally possible. But I mean, it was, it was fun. And then actually getting to see him land the plunger hits when was, he finally hit it it was about two and a half hours before he hit the first one. Oh my lord so imagine <laughs> this was the drama of the day we're we're sitting at this square in downtown tulsa where there's sort of a circle drive cole is doing lap after lap waiting for traffic to clear waiting for lights to turn green waiting for the officers to come so it's really time consuming he'll um chris will throw one plunger maybe miss it and then we have to reset Five, like a three minute, 10 reset. minutes if tra- traffic allows. Okay, another chance, throw it. No, doesn't work. <laughs> another five minutes around. Doing that for two and a half hours, he finally, and this whole time he's he's missing it, but then he's adjusting his style, getting his med- his distances down and all that stuff, and um, finally hits one, and we all just like, it's like the yes. most exciting, like we can all go home or like try a different location, but... It it was it got pretty dramatic and pretty tense toward the end when we're like, is he gonna hit it this? Did. And and Chris was like, guys, I I never had this big of an issue trying to nail one, but yeah. um, we finally got one. Went to another location, got a few more there, and it it turned out really good. Yeah, we're gonna be hitting the Rolo van at different speeds to see what the maximum speed is that I can hit a moving van with a plunger with. Oh my god, why? This is why we chose a moving vehicle, because it's a hard challenge. There we go, got it! <laughs> Five miles an hour complete. Oh my gosh, that was it! Oh, there we go, got it! <laughs> Nailed that one, perfect! 15 at 15. I, I, I knocked my own off. We're right there, we're gonna get it. Oh my gosh, that was it! That was it! Yes! Yes! 15 miles an hour, we did it! Oh my gosh. 15 miles an hour. I love that plungers have changed my life. <laughs> of all things. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that project's then led us to the Record. next project, which is the one we're still in the middle of. The parkour project. And for this one, I need to swap the two of you out. That's fair. Bye. Oh. Whoa. Is uh, Jason supposed to be here? I think, I think so. Here right. you go. Snap, man. Yeah. Three, three two, two, one. one. Uh, you're right. not. You're supposed to be Jason. Yeah. Dude, I was Let's, on lunch. Let's really? yeah, Next one. One, one two, two, three. three. Oh, there he is. We got him. Back. Hey, cool. guys. Nice. Sorry. Had to talk to a land surveyor. Oh, nice. that's, that sounds fun. All my dreams. Yep. All right. So I think we're talking about Rolo parkour now. And um, let's see, where should we even start? I feel like 
This one's sort of interesting because it all goes back to Hightower breaking his arm. No, I'm kidding. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, no, but this was on the calendar. They hit us up and said they wanted to do this parkour uh, creative, which was awesome. It was this idea of how can we show that the guys at Rolo are athletic, energetic, they're expedient. They like to get stuff done. So it's sort of like a like a movie action trailer where you've got, you know, van peeling out, dudes running, carrying their packages, you know, going at all links to make sure that the packages get delivered on time. Unique scenario in that, you know, A, liability is a thing. So I was excited because these are things that I take a lot of pride in filming, things that are difficult, things like rock climbing or snowboarding or mountaineering, just stuff that's like a little risky. Parkour is unique in that parkour generally is illegal, but we'll just stay away from that. It's not illegal. It's just you can't trespass. It's, kind of frowned, upon it's frowned upon sometimes from property owners. What are they going to do? Chase them across the buildings? Stop them? Right. I know. I know. So, <laughs> so the question was, who would be these athletes? How would we make sure that we do this in the safest manner? We don't want people injured on things that we're producing. Um, so Brandon initially reached out and just started hunting down and talking to people in the parkour circuit. I was pretty uh, pretty avid that I wanted to make sure that we were hiring athletes and doing stunts in their cities at which they felt comfortable with and knew they could do because I didn't want anybody to get injured. Um, and so it turned out after all the research was put out that Denver, Colorado was the right place. And we found athletes there and instructed, had phone calls, got them all figured out. And then we flew to Denver, the three of us to film them doing things who would like to describe that day we can start with you mark yeah uh i mean it was it was a lot of fun uh very uh guerrilla warfare type like run and gun we had like uh, what three cameras with us um in bags and just tried not to draw attention um you know same day uh monday same thing early morning shoot back up and fly home it was a very fast turnaround a lot of fun Mm -hmm. uh, got a lot of cool stuff out of it. There was some unusual things. Maybe Garber, you could speak to it. Obviously, many times we're working with grip trucks and crews and lights and a ton of stuff. Oh yeah, I was literally thinking that. I mean, this was—I don't even know if we checked. We checked one bag, I think. Yeah, no yeah, lights. Which, a tripod. Which normally we're checking six bags. Yeah, you know, to each person. Which so traveling light is like a huge plus mm -hmm. and then just being able to get there pull everything out of the vehicle and then essentially have everything that you need on person while you're mm -hmm. running around Denver because it was a very fast-paced you know shoot and there really wasn't time to go back and get stuff out of the car you just kind of had to have everything with you so that was just super refreshing yeah and that everything was right there the, the, the cinematography style in the shoot was interesting too, because really what you're leaning all of your hope and energy on is the stunts that are being pulled off by the athletes, not some kind of fantastic lighting or fantastic cinematography at the same time. We like great lighting. We like good cinematography, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it, it kind of was optimal in that we were a farther north. So the sun was a little bit lower in the sky later in the year. So the sun stayed lower in the sky. It was a sunny day, which was huge. It really helped mm -hmm. with how just the way everything looked. And, uh, I felt like we, I felt like we let the athletes 
do what they do. And then we all tried to be, cause we all had cameras at different times. I mean, you were shooting a camera, you shot a lot of the slow-mo, we had GoPro going, we had drone going. I was chasing with a gimbal. Um, he just, had a GoPro in his mouth. Yeah. He had the, I was down the street on a telephoto lens. Yep. A lot. So it was a lot. We employed all the different little styles, and I think what made it successful is probably just the quantity of stuff we got. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we got now, a lot. now, Mark, you've been editing it, so why don't you talk a little bit about maybe your perspective on what we shot from that angle? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, really cool to be there and help shoot it and and get you know some of these shots, but like getting it into the editing suite there and and looking at it and putting it together has been a whole nother thing. Like just seeing it on the screen and in the edit has been um, kind of mind blowing. It's like, did we really shoot that? Did we get that? Like some of that slow motion stuff looks really good. Um, and it's been really fun, you know, trying to, you know, find the right track to use and, and make it pop. Um, but you can really see like the athleticism that these athletes have. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they do it every day, you know, they travel and do it compete, but it has been really cool to see the stuff that we've shot put together into an edit and um, make their moves flow together in one motion as they see them um, as they're doing it. And we were able to capture that, I think, really well. Yeah. What would you say, Josh, was your favorite part of the shooting? Oh, man. That's tough. I It was just, it's just different. Like, it's not something that you do, that we do every day, you know? So this was just kind of, but this is like the kind of stuff that we really enjoy doing for sure is like the action type uh, stuff. So it's cool to, it's cool to be there and, watch these guys just do things that like most people don't even think twice about trying. Um, like you said, those, those slow-mo shots were awesome. I mean, seeing Jason run around and chasing these guys, I mean, Keep that's up a, with them too. like, you've got those parkour dudes are doing a bunch of stuff, but like being able to run behind them with a the camera and not trip and fall on your face. I pulled a hamstring. Yeah, I mean, like, I think we have the, some BTS it's that. pretty magical that, like, that was the only thing that happened, if yeah. anything, because, like, there were a couple times, you know, we'd look over, and, like, we're standing back there shooting, but Jason's, like, sprinting after these guys with a gimbal, trying to make sure that he's still got them in frame, but also, like, avoiding all the obstacles yeah. that they're jumping yeah. over. So that was pretty cool to see as well, because I think, uh, I think a lot of times, even the parkour guys were saying, you know, we do all these cool things, but people don't really give enough credit to the cameramen because they're the ones that are doing that and more, Yeah, you know? So there was a few scary moments in there. I'm really notorious for like getting set on the screen and like, I want the shot so bad that I may totally disregard where my feet are. <laughs> yeah. And I never wiped out, but there was a couple of times where we were like high on stuff or running on concrete and then the concrete was curving and I was looking at the screen and it was important to not like back up sideways and like go off of ledges and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I was, I will say I was really thankful when day two was over. Cause I was like, <laughs> wow, like they didn't get injured. We didn't get injured. Nobody got arrested. Yeah. Um, so now we have, you know, I, I'm sure by the time this is edited we will have already shot what we are shooting in a couple days from now yeah. sunday but yeah next on the list is las vegas so we're going to vegas we're going to shoot the whole thing and uh like i said it'll be shot by the time this is uh, being listened to so i don't know how to speak about it in the future but i'm excited maybe we'll cut some phone footage in yeah to yeah. this podcast I think we could. That, that could be a thing for sure yeah <laughs> finish it on the road it's going to be, it'll be cool. I mean, like the, one of the things that we were trying to do in, in Denver was create the illusion that we're, that we're in Vegas still. Mm -hmm. So that'll, it'll be cool to, to actually get to Vegas and see how 
how well we did. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, cause I mean, different infrastructures, you know, but yep. being able to find stuff in Denver that kind of s- screams Vegas. Yeah. You know, so yeah, cool. we did, you know, we did try to kind of shoot in a way that was ambiguous and, you know, sometimes you were specifically trying to show the locations you're in this one. We were specifically trying to not show the location we were in. So I think people that live in Denver, when they see the footage, they'll probably know it's Denver, know. but yeah, yeah. And, and I'll always know it's Denver. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things I'll see from grass to, you know, evergreens and things like that. That I'll be mm-hmm. like, wait a second, that's not Vegas. But at the same time, I think with just like the action movie vibe and it's somewhat just being ambiguous it just being like guys doing parkour and jumping all over the place and then shebang, they all meet up and they're in Las Vegas. Yeah. It'll work fine. It'll Absolutely. be, it'll be 60 seconds. I think it'll be great. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see where it comes along. So yep. for sure. Well, that brings us to a close on this episode of Retrospect from the Archives. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you found some of this interesting and uh, like some of the footage. Uh, We've surely enjoyed working with Rolo. It's been a blast, and we're so excited to see some of these things go out there and hopefully tell their story to more people in the world. So we'll catch you next time. Cool. See you later. Peace. Peace.